Welcome to Matchmakers in the City, the podcast. We're your hosts, the Conti sisters, matchmakers and co-founders at our personal matchmaking firm, Matchmakers in the City. Dubbed by millionaire matchmaker Patty Stanger as her favorite sisters in Hollywood and the new generation of matchmakers, we've been celebrity matchmakers for nearly six years. And now we're spilling all of our secrets about love and relationships to you. Welcome to episode eight of Matchmakers in the City, the podcast. This is Alessandra Conti. And this is Christina Conti Pineda. And we're the Conti sisters. And we can't wait to talk about love and relationships today. <laughs> so how was your week, Christina? Good? Oh, yes. Yes. Or how's your week going? Because it's only it just kind of began. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So today, this week has been... A beautiful week for different hot topics. I think we always like to begin with just like a really quick bachelorette. Um, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be. I live for this. I know. I wouldn't. Be, it wouldn't be a Matchmakers in the City the podcast episode without chatting a little bit about the bachelorette because also there's so many things that parallel what women are going through in our daily lives. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. there's, you know, it's kind of more of a, a, a polyamoric type situation. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But. That's why I don't watch it. <laughs> no, but, but there are a lot of issues that are brought up. So Right, you can still pull, pull out issues from it and we can discuss yeah, them. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So this week. It is also helpful Especially oh, for young so women to see in if they're in college that mm-hmm. there actual are good guys who exist. Oh, it's so because true. a lot of women in that place are thinking that they're only seeing frat boys and yeah. these guys who are guys just who are not bare minimum bros. Exactly. Oh, I like minimum. that. Yeah, bare minimum bros. I know. Yeah. And they give the bare minimum. But these guys really go above and beyond. Yeah. So, um, that the men this week met Rachel's parents. Oh, okay. What so are, usually what are her parents it's a li- like? Yeah. Oh, there's. Well, they met her mom because her dad's a judge. He's like a federal judge, oh. so it would be really bizarre for him to be yeah. on a reality show, sure, even though sure. it is. It you know the cachet of the Bachelorette is not like a Jersey Shore. It's definitely more of a higher echelon type. Like I feel like it's just classier kind of the Bachelorette. Right, but he doesn't. He's yeah, a judge. He can't, he can't risk. That no, absolutely not. But I'm not surprised that he allowed Rachel. I mean, I know she's a full-grown woman, but I'm I'm shocked that anyway. So they, the men though, did meet, um, and apparently he was there. He was just off camera. Great. But he, great. they didn't say that he was there. They were just like, "I'm sorry, my dad couldn't make it." But this is my mom. This is my sister. This are all the people. Her sister's amazing. Her sister is pregnant right now, oh. um, and she was like about to have the baby, which is why they wow. moved. Because usually they do overnights, and then they do the meeting of Rachel's parents at the location, like, right before they're about to be engaged. But they swapped it around, which was great because, so, Rachel's parents loved Peter and Eric. So, Peter, I, but Peter is now being, like, emotionally unavailable, and it's so annoying, Um, but it's okay. your pick. I loved Peter, yeah. but he's really making things difficult for me because he doesn't want to engage, get engaged at the end of it. Mm. He's which is like normal, which is normal. But at the same time, when you go on the Bachelorette, you are agreeing to be a part of something that's kind of like an arranged marriage. You know what I mean? It's it is it it really is. It's it's kind of being like okay, this is the process. I'm agreeing to it. So that's why I know. I, Obviously, you know, realistically, it sounds speaking. a little bit too much like an Orwell novel. <laughs> oh, who? A George Orwell novel. Oh, where Lord. The government's watching all of your actions. You need to ab- obey. Oh, my gosh. Hashtag obey. But anyway, whatever. Peter, obey for the viewers, for my <laughs> viewing pleasure. Um, well, no, I mean, it's, ex- it's accepted that when you go on a show where the whole point is to get engaged at the end of it, like, that you'll be open at least be open to an engagement at the end. He was like, yeah, I I couldn't do an engagement at the end. Like, I forget what his exact quote was, but she, like, started to cry when she was talking. It was just so bad. But anyway, so I don't know how, I don't know if Peter, but maybe they're just doing it because it's so obvious that they're such a great match, but 
maybe it's really not going to work. But anyway, Eric was wonderful. Oh, let's, let's just okay. rewind for a second okay. here, Alessandra. Okay. <laughs> First of all, Ugh. the truth is the Bachelor and Bachelorette contestants do not know who the Bachelorette is going to be when they're chosen. Do yeah. they? No. No. They just go in. They They audition yeah. to be on the show. He was a former not actor knowing. slash model, by here the way. Here we go. Here yeah. we go. They all are. Not knowing, right, not knowing what, who the person's going to be, yeah. going to be. Yes. So they go, they check it out, they see, okay, maybe I can have a connection with her. There's tons of male competition. Yeah. And they're, they're put there in this My eye is switching. Situation. My eye is switching again. My eye has been twitching all week, and this is because this is making me. Okay, well, I'm just kind of putting <laughs> things in perspective. I don't think it's a red flag that he doesn't want to get Canute engaged after three months. No, I agree. <laughs> I Listen, the sane part of me and the rational part of me agrees, yeah. but then the girl, not not that women are, are not rational beings, but the highly emotional and invested part of me that really wants, that is invested in the process of the show, even though it works like three times out of like 50, but... I really think that the whole point of it is to be open to an engagement at the end because this is not real life and like you do sign up for something and I mean and I think Peter really does love her and I really like her anyway um and yes I agree with you in normal scenario yeah two months three months is way too short to be you know even thinking of getting engaged yeah. well actually well you know not think, you know, thinking thinking is, okay, is fine but, but actually getting engaged I get that but I just for the sake of the show Peter just be open you get a Neil a Neil Lane diamond those are <laughs> those are worth a lot just take the diamond and run oh no. oh I see I think that. I agree make it that work. there is a point of the show with yeah. you. I agree that there is a point of the show, but yeah. I think it's more of to introduce the right people to each other. If Yes. Then that does not need to I be know, this an engagement. engagement is a huge commitment oh, to someone. I, I take that very that. seriously, and I think most people do, and he's smart to take it seriously no, and want to get to know her in not just this elevated reality VR oh. <laughs> VR. God, I hate that term. VR. Well, it's oh, not quite Lord. virtual reality, no, but it, it is a show. I know. You know what, Christina? Logically, I get that, but I'm speaking as a member of Bachelor Nation and as an avid Bachelorette fan, and I just want the guy to want a serious commitment, and he does want a serious commitment, but, like, to go that extra step and, like, to be like, no, I'm committed to you, and, like, because I feel like a lot of times with a marriage, with a commitment, with an engagement, when you decide on someone it's you kind of make that decision that, yeah, this is my person. This is the person is. that I am going to stick with mm -hmm. because everyone has, you know, pros and cons. Ups and downs. Ups and downs. And but if you are in love and if you feel like, you know what? Yeah, I want to commit. I want to make this work. You know, obviously, as long as the person isn't either, you know, beating you right. or, you know, being physically abusive or is cheating on you. I personally believe that you can pretty much get through anything. Thing. Um, and we, when you're with someone that you love and when you're with someone who's open to growing and all of that. So anyway, this wasn't even the question that I was even bringing from the voucher. See, this is why it does, it does, um, bring us to a lot of conversations that should be had, you know, that are really good conversations to have. Um, even though this is kind of a VR scenario, a virtual, <laughs> we didn't know what that meant, like, to be completely honest. Like, we then had I no went idea. To that technology and morality yeah, event. Exactly. And then we realized. And I learned. Um, but anyway, so my, and so they liked Peter and Eric, but they did not like Brian. The one that I don't oh. like. The one that I had a dream. I had a dream about Brian. I feel like I said this in the last oh, podcast. Yes. And he cheated on me. Yeah. And he cheated on Rachel. 
he, I was like, well, if you cheated on me, then you definitely cheated on Rachel. So, Hmm. um, and I'm not saying Brian cheated on Rachel in this moment, but I don't think that he's genuine. And I think that a lot of people don't think that he's genuine. Brian's Maybe it's your intuition. Yeah, I think so. And they thought the parents, like the mom, they were not fans. They thought that he wasn't genuine and that he was insincere. Wow. Yeah. And Rachel got into like a tiff with them, like with her brother-in-law. Oh, that's, that is awful. So my they have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> it's but, not like she's just bringing one guy I home. I know. But my question is, <laughs> if your family doesn't like your partner, is that a deal breaker? If your family doesn't like your partner, is that a deal breaker? What do you think, Christina? <laughs> well, we've had this scenario a couple of times. <laughs> well, where I've actually think, met, you know. I just think that it's. It's something where if you are have a close relationship with your family Mm -hmm. and you trust their judgment and Mm -hmm. you're, for instance, if you're on bad terms with your family, it's a different situation. Mm -hmm. If you're very close though and you, they know you really well and they actually want your happiness and they're good people, Mm -hmm. that to me is a huge red flag Mm -hmm. if your family doesn't like the guy or vice versa, the woman. I've heard a lot of situations oh. where the, the parents have pulled aside, you know, a bachelor and mm-hmm. said, we don't like her. Yeah. I mean, and a bachelor meaning just a guy. One of like, our bachelors, not, yes. Some, we, we call yeah, our, our men, men women bachelor bachelors and bachelorettes because right. obviously, you know, it's just a lovely way of saying it. Um, but yeah, I mean, okay. So here's my thought about it. I think that, it's very important, but I also think that, like, sometimes in, say, divorce families, you know, a step-parent will come in, and that step-parent may not be someone that the kids like, or, oh, you know what I mean? Okay. It may not I, be, that's different. you know, it, yeah. it just may not, it, they may not, uh, they may be like, okay, this is not someone that I want you to be with, because I don't like this, this, that, and the other about right. the person. Um, and yeah, there have been women specifically, I I have heard a lot of it where the parents are like, Oh, I don't like her. And but every time I hear that, I feel like it almost this genuinely kind of realistically in real life, the stories that I hear, it kind of brings a couple a bit more, a bit closer together. Mm. I'm thinking of one instance in particular where the couple met this woman, um, the guy's girlfriend, and they said, oh, she's a gold digger, she's not good for you, da-da-da-da-da, and then it made him want her even more. It was He was like, no, 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 she's amazing. Oh, it turns out that she does have those habits, and he's not the happiest, but I think that sometimes hmm. it can almost be like a rebellious teenager. It brings out that rebellion inside of you of like, no, 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 this person's amazing, and here's why. And I also, it brings out that I don't, I'm not wrong. Yeah. People hate being wrong. Yeah. People get defensive. They hate being wrong. Rachel even. Rachel is, you know, you don't really see her kind of go off. She went, she was, she was upset. She was like, what are you saying? Like, no, no, no. Like, you don't understand. Like, that's what I thought in the beginning. But now I really, now I see that he's a great guy. I'm falling in love with him. Mm. So this is, listen, I think that it really depends on, it depends. It's so, so specific to the different families. Right. But I do think that it's really important that when a family meets a new, someone's partner, that they maintain a very open mind. Yeah, yeah. Especially the first meeting. Oh, yeah. You don't want to be just feeling like she's already the Mm -hmm. woman or man, whoever is new. Mm -hmm. That's a very vulnerable place. Yeah. That yeah. they're being put in. They're, it's like a first date, and we're yeah. going to talk about first dates later. Yeah, it's they, true. Their true personality is probably not going to show because mm-hmm. they're nervous. nervous. Yeah, and if trying to say the right thing. Exactly. And, yeah. You have to just give the person a yeah. shot. Exactly, and kind of have trust the judgment, which is what Rachel's family then said. We trust your judgment, obviously, but like from what we're getting off from him, he doesn't seem like the most genuine person. So I think that right. everyone needs to be very kind. It's also with, you know, it's also a, 
a matter of getting to know that person more. Like I know with, you know, in the past of family members that I've maybe not liked their boyfriends and obviously I'm an expert. So Mm -hmm. if I sense that there's something off, I'm usually on point when I meet someone, you know, I can, mm-hmm. I, no one can lie to me because I'm a human lie detector. Yeah, so when I remember a family member brought in, I won't say specifically who it right, was, but exactly. they brought in a guy and my alarm bells were, it was like, I couldn't contain it. And I was like, listen, he's lying. Mm-hmm. Like what he just said there, he was lying. Like he's not being truthful. He's not being honest, not be, but at the same time I was like, listen, I want to get to know this guy better because, and I don't think you should break up with him. I just want your antennas to be up and I will love him and I will welcome him with open arms if you're in that space, but I need to get to know him better. So then we did, I did get to know this guy better and lo and behold, you know, he ended up being like an awful human being. So like literally the worst, like he did drop, like, you know what I mean? He was like had alcohol problems and not everyone that has alcohol problems is a bad person, but he had a lot of issues that he was not being forthcoming about. Um, so I think that it's, it's important, but I gave him a chance. Whereas a lot of family members, if they don't like someone, they immediately shut down and Mm. they are uh, obviously rude about it. I think you kind of just have to be more, more discreet about, about your, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Always be, be, be respectful and yeah and, and nice to yeah. everyone and I I do see though certain families even getting defensive that they don't they want their little mm-hmm. boy to be you know, or little girl whatever it is to be their little girl mm-hmm. and not get married or not do you know look at father of the bride that's yeah. such a perfect movie they chose it's true a, the yeah. reaction of that parents, it's going to be sensitive. So the person who's meeting, just be sensitive to that yeah. as well. That it's it was it's funny new the and... way that da- our dad, daddy, yeah. like our dad, his name is Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so his name is Daddy Richard Conti. <laughs> so it's funny though the way that Daddy, when he met Dan, he literally was like, "Yeah, he's a great guy." He's and he said, "You know what, Christina? Listen." you're going to be living with this guy. So it doesn't really matter what I think. Like Mm. he's a great guy and I really like him. But like, I remember him saying like, Hmm. this is like whoever. And he told me, he said, whoever you and your sister end up with, you know, obviously I care. I want to meet them. I want to make sure that they're good people. But at the same time, it doesn't really matter what I think because you're going to be spending day in day out with them. So it's, you know, that's, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It's Mm. like, yes, you want your family to be able to love the person as much as you love them, but sometimes it might take a little time. And if they don't really warm up in the beginning, it it might take some time. And you can be like, yeah, bring gifts next time you go or whatever, like engender yourself. You, you, You tell your partner, listen, like, let's maybe do this for them to, you know, heighten that. Okay. So anyway, that was wonderful bachelorette. Oh, so yeah. And it does put just to speak Uh about her, what she was probably feeling. Mm -hmm. It does put her in a defensive place. And those are maybe she had felt that in her, just Mm -hmm. in her intuition, but she Uh hadn't allowed it. This is such a fast paced process. Yeah. It's very difficult to find the time to dial down and Mm -hmm. And pray or do whatever she needs to and do to really objective. see exactly yeah. see what's going on yeah, here. They're exactly. going at they're filming. <sighs> I'm sure she is up at all hours. Oh yeah, they are we know running. What yeah, we like, know it's very so difficult guys, to keep your cool when you're under that kind of pressure and on the camera. Like the thing is that I when I see these things, mm. I see it. So we've filmed a bunch of different. We've done a ton of different filming for different reality shows, and what we see when we're filming, like what people don't understand, is that. A, when the camera comes on you, you do affect yourself a little bit. Like, I know that for me, I'm not 100% myself when Mm. I'm in front of the camera. You're kind of like, you kind of black out a little bit. Like, you Mm. you know what you're saying, but you're still, you have to be just a bit cognizant about where the camera is and da-da-da-da. And and that's that's me. And I've watched myself back, and I've been like, oh my gosh, what is going on? Like, who is this person? Like, it's a very out-of-body experience when you see yourself and when you're on camera because you don't really know what your mannerisms are you don't know Mm. how you're presenting yourself to the world unless you've done 
substantial acting training or modeling or were on another reality show, which Brian was. Um, But, (laughs) like, unless you have that. And also, we know from filming, when you're filming – it is so you have such little sleep. You have yeah. hair and makeup oh, a, yeah. on top of you. Mm-hmm. You might not feel great with the hair and makeup. Like that's happened to me a bunch of times yeah. where I've been like, I look like a drag queen right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know you're not putting your best foot forward because you feel like you don't look good. Oh, yeah. so bad. I, I hate yeah. Anyway, but I, I so we do have to be like a little more um what's it called kind of more understanding with these people who are yes who are on, on, the, shows. on the shows and yeah just also for her to know that I with I've seen with our bachelors and bachelorettes if they've if they've told stories of their former relationships that the family didn't like it took mm-hmm. time it takes time and then as they the, as saw, the great and then the Justin woman Bobby saw, said truth and time, truth and time tells all and then thanks, she, she saw the same things that her family brought yeah. out actually yeah happen so if you're not sure anyway, about trusting your family, you can yeah, kid takes it. Time. Takes time. Takes some time. Okay. So we also, another hot topic. Um, so at Matchmakers in the City, so we we own a personal matchmaking company. We're based in LA. We also have offices in New York, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C. And we are noticing, we're based in LA. So myself and Christina, we're both based in LA here. Yeah. I go to New York like once a month and San Francisco a ton and all mm-hmm. of that. So anyway, but at our company, we've seen that this is like our busy season. It this is. leading up to Christmas, now until Christmas, we are packed. Mm-hmm. Like meetings up the wazoo, new people reaching out. Everyone is like ready for love. And I know that officially cuffing season begins in fall, but I would challenge the world and say that I believe that cuffing season begins late July into August. Like that's mm-hmm. when it really re- begins. Like it's pre-cuffing season. And so this, so we, and I, I was looking at this, the calendar. So our membership coordinator, Cheryl, and she's amazing. Um, we were looking at the calendar and I was like, Sherry, there are like 700 dates this week. Every, <laughs> Every single night, night the there were like multiple <laughs> dates. And you know, we, yeah. we coordinate all of the dates. We plan everything. We send reminders. We send date feedback. So it's a lot of work for us, but I was looking and I was like, wow, there are so many first dates happening. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so This begs this massive question that we have also been struggling with in date feedback. We get date feedback saying, oh my God, like he was, I'm sorry, that was a really awful way of me being a client. So like a a priority bachelorette will be like, hey, like I had a great time, but I just wasn't really like super connected to him. Like I didn't really feel a connection at all. Like I didn't feel like that feeling of like butterflies and excitement and sparks. So Christina, our question is, is love at first sight fact or fiction? Mm -hmm. Like should you be able to tell within 10 minutes Mm -hmm. because we had a bachelorette say, she wrote to me in her feedback, I can tell within yeah. 10 minutes of a first date if this guy is the guy that I'm going to marry. And guess what? She's single and in her late 30s. Like, okay, so how's that working out for you? Like, no shade. But but I – and I was open with her about this, that that's mm-hmm. – Okay, but, but my thoughts aside, and I'll get to what I think in a second. Christina, love at first sight, fact or fiction? Yeah. I yeah. think that – I think that with this – this topic, it's really important to, un- I think, see where we're coming from. So with a lot of people have that mentality right now. It's everything is at their fingertips. Mm-hmm. Quick, quick, quick. Swipe Mel- right, swipe left. Right. Qu- oh, is he hot? Swipe right, swipe left. Right. Oh, can I tell if he's the one for me? Swipe right, swipe left. So they're seeing mm. things in the eye with the lens app lenses. Ugh. They're looking at every experience in their life. With an, a Tinder lens. Ugh. Okay? Yeah. And if it doesn't fit that, they're not happy. Mm-hmm. Because it's immediate gratification. Mm-hmm. But it's not long-term gratification. Nope. The other thing, there was a book that <laughs> was written. Right, <laughs> Gianni. There was a book that was written by Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, God. About, what is it, the no, split second? Blink. It's called Blink. blink. Yeah. That, I think, also is what they're oh. thinking of. 
that they should be able to know the first few minutes from that book if this person is right for and them. And he also or not. wrote another book called Outliers, which kind of it talked anyway. But basically, like not disproving. It's they're different. They're very different. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. Well, some people have only yeah. read, read like, the first yeah. book. Yeah. And I, I, in my experience, I've found that that's been false. Yeah. The whole blink thing. I mean, sometimes you get a good vis- yeah. view of someone, but other times it's been totally With off. People, it doesn't work. work. With people. It doesn't work. Blink may work for, like, art or whatever, you know, that was one of his things. Mm. When it comes to human beings, to people, love at first sight is fiction. Mm. That is, it is the hot or not swipe right, swipe left thing is so detrimental to our psyches, to our our psychological sanity. I, I really do believe because it gives people such a false perception of reality. Mm. This is not reality. Mm-hmm. When you and also like, yeah, there are a million guys on your phone. Do you see any of those guys walking around? Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, where are they? You know, yes, they're real, they're there, but like people look different A from their photos. I won't even get into like the actual app, like the right. reasons why apps are tough. I want to more focus on love at first sight when you're right. actually meeting, meeting the person someone in person. person. Exactly. Yeah. No, so I mean, here's the thing that I believe with first dates and what mm. I've seen through and through and through. People are so nervous yeah. on first dates. Unless you are a serial dater and you yep. literally go on dates every single night of the week, you're calm, cool, collected, mm. or you're a dating expert, mm. or you're a body language expert, or you're you're someone who is very self-aware and in this dating space. Right. But even dating experts, like I'm I'm sure on your first date with Dan, you were very nervous. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you had a level of nerves. Yeah. Like anyone is everyone is nervous on first dates so their best foot is not being put forward Mm -hmm. on a first date especially in the first 10 minutes are you kidding me like you cannot fully grasp a human being that is the most superficial thing that anyone could ever tell me within the first time yeah you can see if you physically are attracted to them yeah but guess what physical attractiveness attractiveness what do we always say christina looks fade fade fast Okay, oh, looks yeah. fade fast. We have so many examples of these. Okay, we've had I was grown men. To one of our bachelorettes yesterday, and she said that she met this guy when she was on a high school trip, and he was the most beautiful mm-hmm. man in the world. And she just she was he was from Texas, so oh. it's the all American look that yeah. she loves. And then now she they were friends. She friended him on Facebook or something. A, f- a few years later, and he's now overweight, you know, heavy, oh. and just... I mean, I like a bigger guy, I but... know, but just not <laughs> no, what he looks like. He was, he's not his 16-year-old self. Not what he looked like. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, it, and that happens so frequently, especially, I mean, with men and women, you mm. know? In L.A., and L.A. is a very superficial place, mm-hmm. um, and looks are a very, very prominent in the LA dating culture, right. but it is, you have to give these people a chance because also someone becomes, I remember one of my first, um, not one of my first, but one of my college boyfriends, I remember when I first met him, I was like, Oh, I was like, Oh, not really, you know, not yeah. at all attracted, not at all, at all, at all. I was like, yeah. all right, who's this guy? Like whatever. But I got to know him as a friend. And as I got to know him, I was like, wow, like he became so attractive to me. Mm-hmm. He was like, I was, I was hooked like one, but I had to get to know him. I had to right. hear where he came from. I had to hear about his family troubles, his, you know, I had to hear about who he was as a human being. And then I fell in love. Right. So love at first sight. Yeah. You can think that a guy is hot, but you know, there's so much more. That's oh, not yeah. real intimacy. Yeah. That's superficiality. Mm. And lust at first sight definitely exists. Yeah, yeah exactly. you can think someone's hot, but love at first sight, get this notion out of your head. Even if, listen, I have a rule that two date minimum, mm-hmm. if you, we always say, unless you are repulsed yeah. Yeah. by the guy mm-hmm. on the first date, if you are repulsed, Honey, we are not going to make you go through that again. Exactly. If he, like, makes you pay for the date, if he right. does any right. of these major faux pas. But if you're like, you know what? 
I liked, like, uh, I had a decent time. Was it that memorable? Not really. Did I fall over head, head, head over heels for him? Not really. Mm. Go on a second date. You are screwing yourself if you don't because you're, you know, you're really missing out on something that could be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's very true. And I, there are two things I want to bring up here. Mm-hmm. The first is the concept of seeing with the eyes of the heart. Oh, I believe that you can have closer to love at first sight Mm -hmm. if you start seeing with the eyes of the heart Mm -hmm. rather than this superficial Superficial. Tinder lens that we talked about in the beginning, okay? Seeing with the eyes of the heart means looking at valuing the internal qualities of someone. I always tell our bachelorettes and bachelors, write down 10 internal qualities that you want in your future husband or your future wife. Mm -hmm. When you start, then also think about men or women in your life who you respect, if those, and think about the qualities they have, write it down on your list, your eyes are going to be open to a lot more people, who men or women who you're finding attractive Mm -hmm. in your life. So true. Because... When you start looking at their, oh, wow, he volunteers here. Wow, he just mm-hmm. held open the door for this older mm-hmm. woman to go into church or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Oh, look at him, how he is with his little little cousin. Right. He's such a great, they love each other. He spends right. so much time with his nephew. Then you're beginning to be, to get out of that lens and to put on a, mm-hmm. a different, a different rose-colored mm-hmm. lenses. Mm-hmm. So... When you start cultivating this this practice of seeing with the eyes of the heart, then maybe in the future you will see a man who becomes your future husband mm-hmm. who you did feel that feel an attraction to at least. We won't call it love at first sight, but you could. So mm-hmm. I'm not ruling it out of the possibilities. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, though, it needs to start with this cultivation and then treating everyone you meet as the most important person mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. And people are going to want to be around you. It's so true. When you treat people like that, your your calendar is going to be booked up. Yeah. Believe me, honey. Exactly. You're, <laughs> no, it's You won't true. be single for much longer. It's so true. I mean, I think that that's so beautifully put, Christina. I really, I think it's just so beautifully put. I always tell the bachelorettes and the bachelors that I'm working with five internal qualities yeah. because I, I think 10 can be a little too much um, because then they start like making a list and saying, well, he doesn't have this and da 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 right. No, it's seeing with, it's seeing, seeing, um, uh, I, I, I can't finish my thought. I, I'm, I, I, but essentially, make figure out what those internal qualities are that you are genuinely looking for. Right. And then when you are on a date, don't be like, ugh, whatever. I sat down and this guy is not, I'm not feeling love at first sight. He's not attractive. That to me. is a defense mechanism. Yeah. yeah. That tells me mm-hmm. that this person's putting up walls. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. They don't want to get hurt. Also, they don't yeah, want to fall in love. What I've seen as well, there's something that happens when a person judges another person. Mm. They're judged by that person on the same things that they're judging that person on. Mm. And this is a weird concept, right? Because it's not something that makes a whole lot of sense. Because if you're saying, well, okay, but if I was set up on a date, with a not superficial guy at all he's not going to judge me superficially but something happens Mm. people are very intuitive men and women alike are very Mm. intuitive so if a woman is sitting down with a guy and she's judging him on his physical appearance she's like oh he is not mm, no he's a little chubby like or whatever it might be um and oh he you know oh he doesn't make enough money or he's not successful enough or whatever this is or oh but he these are things also then that the guy is judging the woman on. Mm-hmm. You're judged. It's something that happens. And I yeah. don't know what it is. Yeah. Because We've Christina, just seen this. we have seen this yeah. from people who are not judgmental. We worked yeah. with a, a female bachelorette who was highly superficial and mm-hmm. highly judgmental. And the guys all had the same things to say about her. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because those guys were nice guys. And mm-hmm. now they're in great relationships with other women that we've matched them with and they had nothing like that to say about them so just know that 
whatever it is, I can't explain it. It's something that happens with wavelengths mm. or whatever it is. You're being judged on what you are judging other people on. So mm. stop judging. Judge them on their character. Judge them on their heart. Don't exactly. judge them whether they do CrossFit five times a week. Give me a break. Like, come on. Okay. Great. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> a little tangent that we're having. So boy, bye. As sis- Tell them boy, oh. bye. Boy, bye. As sisters, we have a, have our fair share of disagreements. Middle fingers up. Okay, oh. sorry. Just had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that. Oh Every day we date coach men and women who don't know whether they should stay in a relationship or move on. And boy, bye, we debate different hot relationship tri- trigger topics. This is the first scenario. You accidentally bump into a guy that you were dating at Palm Beach Tan getting a spray tan. <laughs> Boy, bye or strike one. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. This is such like a New Jersey question. Um, I don't think that's a problem. It's if he wants to get listen, a spray tan. I think more men should get spray tans, to be completely honest. I just think everyone looks better. And imagine being a guy. I, I, imagine being a guy. Guys cannot wear makeup. Yeah, that's hard. That's tragic. If I couldn't wear makeup, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know what the world would be. <laughs> well, it's a good thing. It would be but... disturbing. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I'm beautiful, but, like, you need, like, you need makeup. <laughs> I need makeup. I think it's also nice that instead of frying himself and getting skin cancer. He's, he's getting a spray tan. But that also then, though, shows like, a bit of vanity. Right, I yeah. know, I know. Yeah. I love it, though. I think more guys should get... I mean, as long as the guy's not, like, super, you know... As long as that it's doesn't... It's a rare dis- thing, yeah. I would say. As long as that doesn't, like, describe who he is as a person, like, I think right. you're okay, right. you know? Um, Next scenario. A guy you met on Bumble says something sexual via text after you have been talking for a few days. You haven't met yet. Boy bye or strike one. Ooh. Oh boy. Boy bye. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, he's not Ladies. there for the right reasons. Ladies. <laughs> Even if you've been talking to this guy for like three weeks and he's like, Oh yeah, like let's get dinner or whatever and it, it, that he no boy bye like this is a guy who is looking to he is a, an fuck boy like he's just looking to get physical and not looking for anything serious mm-hmm. so one hundred percent that is easy exactly boy, bye. if he even mentions anything sexual mm-hmm. on a text nope. it alludes to it no, no. just say just cut it off just it's cut easier it off. for you Move yeah on. what don't waste your time no. this is like recipe for disaster exactly shot uh, spoil Spoiler alert, yeah. he's an F-boy. Exactly. Moving on. Exactly. <laughs> Last scenario. A guy calls you babe. Boy, bye or strike one? Babe. Babe. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I've oh. actually written an article about how that's a sign that he's a player. Does Dan call you babe? No. Oh, my God. I could no. never. No. Babe. No. You get... <laughs> Oh, Lord. He doesn't. It so rem- reminds me of an SNL skit as Beth. well a few years ago. Beth. I would uh. say, I don't, I would say it's more of a strike one. Yeah. I've never actually met a guy who, who He's actually like a was a good guy. guy who, who, you know, looking for a, yeah. a long-lasting a relationship who uses that word, but... I, think I don't maybe, know. Maybe I, I think maybe there are some men who do. I've just never met them. I think them. once you're in a, I think once you've dated more, if if it's like first thing, if he's like, "Hey, babe, how's it going?" and like you've been on one date, no, I would yeah. say that's a huge red flag. Like, what is going on? This is like what? No. Um, but if it's someone that you've been dating for a while and then they're like, oh yeah, babe, like, oh babe, like you look so cute or right, something right, like that, that's right. different. Right. I've heard women, yeah. women use, the, and use like, babe, babe too. Babe, babe. You know, <laughs> oh God, that's cringeworthy. I wouldn't use it, but. Babe. <laughs> babe. I would say it in a funny way. I'd be like, babe, babe. Um, yeah. But, I, yeah, I think it's a red flag if you've been, like, on I one date. I call Dante baby. Baby. Sometimes. I think baby's even better. I just think the the babe thing is, Dante's like... Dante is 
is our dog. Our shared dog. Our, yeah, he is joint. We have joint custody. <laughs> Christina's been hogging him the past couple days, but it's fine. Um, he's blind and he's a 12, 12 years old. Thirteen. Years oh, old. a thirteen year old little Shih Tzu. He yeah. just, he's he's an office mascot as well. Um, <laughs> You'll see him. pictures on yeah. Twitter and yeah. and Instagram of he's, him. Yeah, he listens. He listens to the podcast. He does when you're with him. I mean, well, when he's here, so he's, he's oh, one yeah. of our listeners. Yeah. Okay, he learns a lot. He knows he's like a guru. He's a sage. <laughs> he's a dating. If expert. only he could talk. <laughs> Dante knows so much about love and relationships. Okay, so now we're going to move on to our sisterly advice. Every week we answer a listener's burning question, and every week we give her advice that only your sister would give you. Last week we did a manser. This mm-hmm. week we're doing sisterly advice. Mm-hmm. Here's a question from our network. Hi, Allie and Christina. First of all, I love your podcast. I always listen to it on my commute home. Yay, thank you. So I have been struggling with someone for a few years now, and I'm seeing that it is a pattern with me. I am the first date queen. Oh, I guess she said I'm struggling with something, not someone. It's a pattern with me. I am the first date queen. I must have been on a hundred first dates in the past year, maybe even more. And it is really frustrating because I will sometimes get a text after the date, but then it doesn't go anywhere. I am 28 and usually am meeting the guys on the apps, Tinder, Bumble, etc. I thought I was just meeting creeps, but it comes to it's come to a point where I'm willing to take responsibility for things. What am I doing wrong? I am really sweet and outgoing on the date, always ask a ton of questions. We sometimes even get really, really deep and the guy really opens up to me and try to get to know and try to get to know the guys. I guess she meant she tries to get to know the guys. Please help. XOXO first date queen. Alessandra. Oh. Oh, this is tough. So, first of all, first date queen good good job on going out on a hundred first date I mean listen that's a lot of dates and that wow. takes stamina so <laughs> so snaps for you first date queen but yeah there's there's something going on here because it's one thing if you go on you know a handful of dates and maybe like three of the guys you go on second dates with a third dates with mm-hmm. um, but it's another thing if you just are not getting kind of that callback of like I'm mm-hmm. sorry we're in LA like we're talking in actor things but like yeah, <clears> it's true. if you just keep meeting a ton of people and you're only getting that first date and then it's like it's you know they ghost you after that or maybe they'll text you and then you just are never ass out again so what I would say I would say let's can take we just a look. pause for a second yeah. I just thought of something and I don't want to forget yeah, no, it no 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 for You're, sure you were speaking about the Hollywood stuff and yeah. the callback and these terms yeah I also want just people our listeners to know that this Hollywood mentality goes in for the whole this is this is about first dates a lot yeah. of what we're talking about is about first dates and a lot of what people have been socialized to see in on movies are very social media. quick social media mm-hmm. everything like that celebrity gossip whatever it is quick they they go on a date they fall in love that's movie time mm-hmm. So we need to pro- reprogram ourselves that that's not reality. That's mm-hmm. a movie. They yeah. have only a certain amount. Of, they can only do a movie in an hour, two hours, exactly. three hours max. Otherwise, they'll lose people's attention. Yeah. So that time frame of things happening isn't real life. Yeah. And L.A., it's especially intense like that where people are, are trying to take this movie time and appropriate it into real life. Mm-hmm. So... That's something else I wanted to bring up I about like this first yeah. date thing. And great. now you're discussing so, this, this problem yeah. of continually going on first dates yeah, yeah. but not getting exactly. a second. So I think that we have to kind of take a look at what you're putting out yes. and also where you're dating. And so, in a... In a Oh, no, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not, like, putting out like that. In not in a sexual way. Not in a sexual way. Guys, please. We haven't even gone on a date yet. I'm not going to talk sexually to you. So what we're, what you're putting out there and where you're meeting guys. So first of all, delete Tinder. It's a, it's a waste. There's so much riffraff. You're going to go on a million dates. They're going to try to maybe sleep with you, and then they'll realize you're a nice girl, and they are just, like, not looking for a relationship, so then you'll be done. Um, Bumble, uh 
fine. Um, start meeting guys in real life. Um, we've talked about different places to go. Listen to our old podcast. There's literally one that says like where to meet guys in real life. So definitely listen to that. Um, and just try friends of friends. Like, so we need to broaden your dating pool instead work of with just matchmaker. Work with them. Listen, mm-hmm. if you have enough money, I mean, if you're in a financial place to do it and mm-hmm. you can invest in your love life and it sounds like you're a successful person, 28, that's a great, was it 28 that you said? Yes, yes. Yeah. That's a great age to start taking things more seriously. Definitely. Um, work with a matchmaker. Um, we are in LA, New York, San Francisco, and DC. If you're out of that service area, we'll refer you to an amazing matchmaker. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so let's, let's talk about first of all, broaden your dating pool. But second of all, uh, it might have something to do with your profile photos. Mm. It might be that you just don't look like your profile photos. And so update your profile photos. So you may have gained 20 pounds or you may have lost 20 pounds, but usually it's that, you know, you have really stunning photos and I'm not saying that this is you and I'm not saying that you don't look good in person but if your photos are super um augmented and like you have you put fake lashes on your photos and you like slim areas of yourself on photos you're not gonna look like your photos I mean I know even with me when I like our airbrushed photos on our website I don't look like that every day it took me like two hours to look that good and then even then a little air brushing to look that good Mm. so you know we all look different in different elements but at that same time if you are like no 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 I do look that fabulous but when I go on my first dates I don't really do it up that much then be at the level of your photos photos on your dates yeah get dressed up take an hour take an hour and a half to get ready really do your hair do your makeup be meticulous like these are things that are so important we've gotten Mm -hmm. feedback from men who have been Mm. like and listen this is so superficial and I hate even saying this, but they've just been like, listen, I thought she was a great girl. I just wasn't physically attracted to her. Yeah. And that is, if a guy isn't physically attracted, it's done. It's like done. what's, what is the, no, this no. Is, doesn't even make sense to him. Mm-hmm. So definitely I would say the first, the, the first, second thing, in addition to broadening your dating pool and meeting guys outside of the apps, deleting Tinder and really using the Bumble, the Coffee Meets Bagel, working with personal matchmaker. Doing like some personal doing, intel. Yeah. Do what do I, what do I, what do I look like? Really look objectively, like, right. objectively, right. and finding that we always say, like we said, little black dress and nude heels, the first date look that will drive the guy crazy. Right, that's what you wear. Wear the little black dress, nude heels, do a leather jacket, do a um, do a jean jacket if it's more casual. But you know, you gotta do it up for the first dates. Um, and when it comes to like the topics of conversation. That's also important yeah. because so, you, you know, might you be, take, yeah, take and the we've, we've also gotten feedback from mm-hmm. from some people about it wasn't even what she looked like. It was kind of, is her personality and what she was very negative. Mm-hmm. That's important to remember. What are you talking about on these dates? How are or you coming she across? she opened up so much because it mm-hmm. says that the gut, we get really, really deep and the guy right. really opens right. up to me right. Right. and you get to know, which is lovely for a therapy session right but this is a first, first date. date things should be fun things should, you should be laughing you should be right. giggling you should be flirting you shouldn't be like you know telling him about your parents divorce right. and how it affected you you know that's for like the fifth date the sixth date that's when you get more intimate you know so you may be doing too much too soon exactly um, exactly so just do some intel on that mm-hmm. first date queen and and we yeah, and let us you. know what happens. Like exactly, really, keep us posted. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So if you're a jeans and t-shirts kind of girl, just suck it up and throw on a little black dress mm-hmm. and nude heels, a fitted black dress, nude heels. Don't get super deep. Be present. Be engaging. But don't you don't have to put it all out there. This is another thing that I see on exactly. first dates. Women feel like, oh my gosh, I have to let him know every single thing about me on this first date because mm-hmm. he needs to know. No, no, no. I would rather a first date to for you to come back not really giving me too much info about the guy. Exactly. I'd rather you be able to say, like, it was so fun. We didn't really even talk about that much, but we talked about, like, like little stories, little fun things, like right. we were laughing a lot. Right, a movie I just saw, things that you can – you can mm-hmm. talk about deep things, just not personal. Yeah, just just don't get – you know, there's a threshold. There's a level. Like exactly. if you feel like this is – if I if you would say it in therapy, don't say it on a first date. I think that that's a great little rule. If you'd say it in therapy, keep it in therapy. Don't say it on a first date. 
So I hope that that helps First Date Queen, and we're sending you love, and you know where to find us if you want to work with Matchmaker. Speaking um, of, let's yes. go to catching up with the Contis. What's going on this upcoming week for us? Well, Christina, do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. I just went to, I went to, oh yeah, I went to the beach last weekend. Oh, and God. I really can't with the beach. I know. So and much. then on this week, I'm actually, Dan and I, my husband and I are going to a bachata class. <gasps> gosh what is it is that like salsa it's a similar yes it's a latin dance yes so i'm really excited about that and then we're going to dinner with friends on saturday a couple yes a couple oh that's so nice Mm -hmm. um that's really cool so i am actually going to be speaking tomorrow at this um entity magazine event um and they are i'm doing a talk called um date like a girl boss wow yeah yeah so that should be really fun and and i'll get into that in the podcast maybe next episode of just different ways that girl bosses challenges that we face in the dating scene um so that should be really fun and then i'm going on saturday to malibu wines for one of my girlfriend's birthday parties and I have another guy friend's birthday party the same day on the beach. Uh, Oh, the beach. My favorite place. No, I don't hate the beach, but so that will be and then I have the John Mayer concert on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Ah, And I have floor seats and I'm obsessed. I, I literally, this is like, this is 20 years in the making. Like I, well, not 20. How long has he been out? Whatever, like maybe 20 actually. And I'm just so excited and I will let you know how that goes. And hopefully I meet John and we hang out and then I can kind of give you all the, the <laughs> lowdown on how Mr. Mayor is doing. Um, but anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. It's always a joy and definitely feel free to reach out to us. Um, you can DM us on Instagram. You can DM us on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, our Facebook is matchmakers in the city. Basically everywhere is at matchmakers in the city, except for Twitter, which is at matchmakers ITC. And then our personal slash business E, um, uh, Instagrams are, are different ones are mine is at matchmaker Alessandra Conti, and then Christina's is at matchmaker Christina Conti. Yeah, love it. But, yes, definitely we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Matchmakers in the City, the podcast. For more information, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com.